You're listening to the Lima Baptist Temple Podcast, where you can hear the latest messages and other conversations as we strive to go serve and love in our communities. If you want to know more about us, visit us online at limabaptisttemple.org. If you enjoyed our podcast, be sure to subscribe and check us out on YouTube. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Lima Baptist Temple Podcast. My name is Ben Anderson. I'm an associate pastor here at the church. And joining me again is Pastor Michael. Howdy, howdy. Hey, what's up? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I haven't really talked to you much this week. We've all been so busy, busy. man. Getting ready for Easter. Getting ready for Easter. Which leads us to kind of what we're talking about today. But before I jump into that, as always, we'd love to hear from you. And if you have ideas or things you want us to talk about, head on over to our website, limabaptisttemple.org. You can fill out a form there. Uh, just send us a message. And, and we're going to actually do something fun that I forgot to tell you about. Okay. Um, but we're going to do something sweaty fun. and nervous. So we want to hear, hear, hear from you guys, right? We want to know who's listening to us. We want to know what are some topics you would like us to talk about, you know? Yeah. Um, we love being able to talk with you guys through this podcast, where there's, whether you're listening through just audio or video, um, but we want to hear from you. So what we're going to do is yes, uh, we do. we're going to do a giveaway. And uh, how you can one enter... million dollars? No, we're not doing a million dollars. <laughs> I told Mary the other day. I told her I was going to spend half a mil. I was going to Lowe's, but I was, that was a joke too. Yeah, <laughs> it's April Fool's Day, right? For anybody that goes to our church and is listening to this, we are good stewards. We're right. not spending a million dollars, half a million dollars. We're going to be good stewards of what God's. But we're going to do a giveaway. That's cool. And uh, we're going to give a let's say a twenty dollar Taco Bell gift card. Who loves some Taco Bell? Man, I'm right? getting hungry. You know what I was craving this morning? What? Is this chicken dish at Thai Jasmine. Oh, gross. I love Thai Jasmine. Oh. For those Anyways. who don't know, Thai Jasmine's a great <laughs> Thai restaurant in Lima. Don't do Thai food. It's disgusting. Oh, uh, $20 so Taco Bell gift card. If you want mm. to enter to win that, how you're going to do that is you're going to go to limabaptisttemple.org forward slash central hub. Okay. And then you're going to fill out a contact form, and you're going to put in the message portion of that form, you're going to put what you would like us to talk about here on the podcast, some some topics you would like us to discuss and cover uh, as we further get into this journey, uh, journey, not journey, <laughs> journey of doing a podcast. Yeah. So that's how you're going to do it. $20 gift card it. to Taco Bell. Go online to linebapstemple.org forward slash central hub. Go down to the connect icon, click on it, fill out the form, and in the message, let us know um, what you want us to talk That's awesome. about. Yeah. There you have it. $20 Taco Bell gift card making my stomach rumble as we uh, talk here on this podcast. <laughs> Go fill out that form. Let us know what you want us to talk about, and we're going to have a great time. Yeah. And we will get you that gift card no matter how Tough it is. Even if you're in, say, the Philippines, we'll get you. I don't know if they have Taco Bell there, but we'll send it to you. That's right. But as always, everything that we talk about here on this podcast, Michael, has to do with our mission, Go Serve Love. We want to better help people to do that in their daily lives. And we always wrestle with the message from Sunday. So Pastor Al's been going through the seven different I Am statements uh, in the Gospel of John. And we're kind of nearing the end. We were on the sixth one, um, which... I'm not sure if he did them in order, uh, but the sixth one that he talked about was uh, Jesus is the true vine, mm. uh, where he says that in John uh, chapter 15, I believe, um, talks about being the true vine, this awesome illustration of, you know, Jesus is the vine, we're the branches yep. and biting and all that cool stuff. 
But each of these I am statements reveal the character and identity of Jesus. And as followers of Jesus, you know, we're supposed to, you know, reflect that identity and character. So that's kind of what we've been wrestling with, you know, over the different ones. Some of the crazier ones like door of the sheep, you know, what does that mean to, you know, salt and light and a lot of good stuff. But today, our last week, Pastor Al talked about um, when Jesus said, I am the true vine. But did you have anything that really uh, resonated with you or got you, you know, thinking? For me, it's like this series turning? is all about Jesus's identity and character. It's all about knowing yep. who he is. Um, and for us, you know, as we interpret this section of scripture, you know, it, it reminded me that there was a vine on the temple of the Old Testament, right? Or not Old Testament. And even when Jesus stepped onto the scene, you know, at this time, all of Israel is still worshiping God through the priests, the temple. Like that was their, the way to God was through the temple and through the priests. And, you know, this is before Jesus was crucified and resurrected. So the veil hasn't been torn yet. And so as Jesus is talking to his disciples and, and talking to those listening in this moment, you know, he's pointing to, okay, you are a nation of Israel, and the, the the vine on the temple represented their rootedness in God. That's good. And, you know, for me, it was like Jesus is telling his disciples, I am the true vine. He's telling them, now your identity is not found in the nation of Israel as a Jewish believer. Yep. You're, you're, you know, for us, looking, you know, 2,000 years later, our identity is not found in um you know, the Old Testament, it's not found, yeah. found in, in the temple. It's not found in, it's not even found in the church. Yeah. You know, as, as believers in the 21st century, our identity is not found in mm. church. Yeah. Our identity is rooted and founded in Jesus yeah, as good. the true vine. Yeah. And, and we need to abide in that. Yeah. I think it's helpful too. You know, we chatted about this briefly, you know, before we, uh, you know, jumped on the podcast, but just kind of, you know, setting up this whole conversation that Jesus is having about the vine. Mm. In the branches, but he's kind of encouraging his disciples, right? So they just come from, you know, the Last Supper. Yep. You know, Jesus says, "Hey, you're gonna. One of you's gonna betray me," and mm-hmm. they go through all that. You know, he washes their feet, and then he's kind of encouraging them before his crucifixion. Um, there, and I think that's helpful to keep in mind because he's just reminding them, like, "Hey, I am still with you, and you need to abide in me. Yeah. You need to stay connected with me." As he's getting ready to leave. Yep. Like he's he's prepping them for that. You know, I saw someone post somewhere on social media today, you know, Jesus demonstrated love the day before the, the, the day before the crucifixion. And then he, well, he taught about love the day before the crucifixion and then he demonstrated it on the cross. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. So one of the things I thought would be kind of fun for us to talk a little bit about. So in this passage, you know, Jesus is talking about, Hey, I'm the vine, you're the branches invited me. And one of the main points that he makes throughout, you know, these few verses here is that, you know, a true disciple will bear fruit. Mm. So as we think of, you know, the term fruit, you know, it's not just grapes <laughs> or apples or it's, it's spiritual fruit. Yeah. But kind of talking through and wrestling with, you know, what are the different types of spiritual fruit? And I really think in this passage, you know, when he talks about fruit, you know, it's a relatively broad term. It's a term that, you know, could be applied to different things mm-hmm. that we see, you know, Jesus doing in and through us when we're abiding yeah. in him. So I thought we could kind of talk through some of those. Um, I'll just kind of jump in with the first one. 
Uh, but the first one uh, we see in John uh, uh, 59, I believe, where in that verse it says, hey, if you abide in me, you'll abide in my love. And when we're abiding in Jesus, you know, we're going to reflect hmm. uh, that Christ-like love. Yeah. I mean, there, there's a difference between love, our definition of love, yep. and Christ-like love, yep. right? So, like, I can love people in my own strength. I can love people you know, based on, you know, how they receive love or, you know, I can love people to the best of my ability personally yeah. out of my own strength. Yeah. But that love is nothing compared to if I'm abiding in Christ and his and his love for me is overflowing out of me yeah. into those around me. You yeah. know, I think that that's the fruit that that really is Christ like love. It's it's when we're spending time with the Lord, we're spending time with Jesus yeah. and we're we're getting into the word, we're getting into prayer and we're we're meditating on his word and we're really just soaking in, you know, who Jesus is and and, and learning more about him especially during this series, you know, and and when we do that, the love is naturally going to overflow out of us. Yeah. And one of the things I was thinking about in regards to Christ-like love, you know, which is, you know, one of the fruits that we can bear as uh, Christians is, you know, just like you said, our own love, it can't replenish people. It can't mm. re-energize people. It might on a surface level, yeah. but unless we're really truly connected to Jesus, you know, as he's flowing through us, you know, <laughs> that sap of Christ-like love, it can really encourage people, nourish people, replenish them. And we just need to make sure we're doing that in our daily lives. You know, there was another statement that Jesus said about himself that we're, we haven't covered and probably won't cover in this series. What is that? And he says, I am the living water. Mm, right? That's good. Living, yeah. He says he's a living water. And, and as we're talking about this, and, you know, it's like, uh, you know, vines need water. Yep. If we're branches, right? Hmm. Branches need water. And how the branches get the water is through the vine. Yep. You know, and so, you know, we've we've talked about the shepherds and how sheep are dependent on the shepherd, but when you look at the analogy of the vine and the branches yep. and how the branches depend on the vine to supply nutrients, so to to, to supply water, yep. you know, it's like that's it's abiding in him, it's it's resting yeah. in his identity, <laughs> it's it's receiving his love, you know, and that's and that's naturally going to overflow out of us yep. if we are tapped into the vine. If we're not, you yep. know, if we're not trying to be disconnected from the source. Yeah. Yeah. I love all the just examples of farming and crops and plants. I, you know, God uses that all throughout, you know, his word. So the first uh, spiritual fruit is that of Christ-like love. Uh, the second one, I think everybody is going to know. Michael, that is a big yawn. <laughs> We all have kids. We stay up late. <laughs> we work hard. We're tired sometimes. Uh, but the second one is, you know, the fruit of the spirit. We got love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. I'm thinking back to our fruit of the spirit, uh, yeah, Juicy Fruit series, where we did summer. the Macarena song to that, which <laughs> did not work out uh, very well. Whoa. But one of the things I love about that passage in Galatians is that last part of it where it talks about, you know, against such things, there is no law. Like there can never be too much of the fruit of the spirit. Mm. There can, there's no laws against loving people, encouraging them. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we're getting ready to do a baby vacation soon. And I've been thinking Mm -hmm. about, you know, we get asked to to kind of fill out this form of, you know, naming three things that we want our kids to be like when they're 18 years from now, you know, and, you know, I've been thinking about it and just kind of going over that. 
And, you know, one of the things that I want my kids hopefully to one day, you know, especially my boys, because that's the ones that we're yeah. getting ready to baby to dedicate. Um, and they're not babies. Cool. They're toddlers. Yeah. But, you know, well, you just um, yeah. And uh, so we, um, you know, I've been thinking, I haven't really even talked to Rachel about this yet, but, you know, I'm like, you go, Rachel. <laughs> one of the uh, <laughs> two of the words that I really want for them is to be brave mm-hmm. and to be kind. Yeah. And, you know. There is, you're exactly right. There's no law against being overly kind. And I think that when you're kind, when you're modeling the fruit of the spirit, when you've got, you know, the patience, the joy, the peace, the kindness, you know, the goodness, when you're modeling that stuff, and when you can see that in somebody, it's just going to change people around you. You know, you you know people who are like this. You know people who you just see they're kind. You know, the, 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 their kindness just overflows yeah. out of them. And, you know, usually it's because of Jesus in their life, especially if in the Christian realm, if we know yeah. these people. Um, and that's something that I want for the boys when they're, you know, yeah. 18 years that's from good. now. Yeah, and again, you know, the fruit of the Spirit right before, you know, in Galatians where it lists that, it says, hey, how you get that is by walking in the Spirit, by being led in the Spirit, yeah. by, you know, submitting to the Spirit, being yeah. the Holy Spirit and... Tapping into the vine. Tapping into the vine. So we have the Christ-like love. We have the fruit of the Spirit. Um, Fruit of the Spirit is, you know, really getting to the heart of Christian character and what that means. Um, And, you know, just like we talked about, Jesus' identity and character will literally flow through us when Mm. we're connected to him. Um, But the third one I thought would be fun to talk about is the fruit of spiritual gifts, because this is something that we cannot do on our own, in our own strength. Because spiritual gifts are separate from, you know, maybe our strengths and, you know, what we're good at. It's something we literally get Mm. from the Holy Spirit when we become, you know, a Christian. And one of the things I was thinking about, Michael, is related to the fruit of the spiritual gift is when, say, everybody in our church is, you know, using their spiritual gift. They're all in the right spot doing so everybody's growing when and if that happens. Yeah. Yeah. When and if that happens, you know, no church is going to, you know, meet that. But as we grow in that, you know, our church will grow, you know, Mm. grow with new Christians, you know, baby believers. And that could even lead to the fruit of a new church somewhere. Yeah. So that's, that's what I was thinking about with spiritual gifts. Yeah. Any thoughts on that? (laughs) Fruit of using spiritual. Well, I mean, I think of like, you know, obviously if someone has a gift of evangelism, yeah. You know, a fruit of that is, you know, other people are going to get saved. Correct. You know, that's that's kind of like a really easy one just to talk about, yeah. you know. But sometimes I think even more difficult is like the the spiritual gift of service. Yeah. Uh, of having that servant's heart. A lot of times people begin to feel like they're not seeing fruit for their labor. Hmm. It's very hard to not get caught up yep. in the fact that you're just continuing serving. And this is where people can get burnt out. Yeah. And the, the truth is a lot of people have this spiritual gift of service, especially yep. here at this church. There's a lot yep. of people who have that gift. And if you're continuing to serve in that, you know, it can be really easy to get, you know, downtrodden and just be like, you know, well, I'm not really, you know, I'm not leading really yep. anybody to Jesus. You know, I'm even like that because yep. I have the gift of service, but I don't have the gift of evangelism. And so a lot of times I can get frustrated with myself and, and think that these practical things yeah. that I'm doing to further the mission of God, to further grow his kingdom, a lot of times I can get focused on those things aren't as important as leading somebody mm-hmm. to Jesus 
or yeah. standing up on the stage it's preaching a sermon or leading worship in on on stage and it's very easy to do that and so what's something that God has been speaking to me even the last couple of weeks we've been studying the book of acts in in student ministry and uh we talked about Stephen a couple of weeks ago okay. yeah and Stephen was one of the original deacons that the church had yeah. decided, hey, you know, these people are getting left out. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to pick these people and they're going to minister to these people. And as Stephen begins to serve a very practical role, he became simply a, a, a food distribution person. Yeah. So he was basically, you know, in our modern day, a takeout yeah. delivery boy. That was yeah. what he started doing. That's what Stephen started doing. But because Stephen was full of faith, because Stephen yeah. was tapped into the Holy Spirit, because he was obedient in the practical things that the yeah. apostles had put on his mm, plate to do, he begins to heal people. He yeah. begins to teach. He begins to preach. He begins. So he goes from doing That's the cool. practical ministry that we deem as not important to doing the like the the spiritual ministry of yeah. like a lot of times it be, can be regarded more of a higher priority mm. and the the, the the it goes back to neither one of those are, are more important than the other Correct. but when god calls us to use our spiritual gifts when he calls us to be obedient in doing exactly what he's called us to do with our spiritual gifts whether it's practical or something that we yeah. you know I'm not thinking of right now is is when we're obedient in that God's going to open up the doors for us to be able Amen. to do other things for yeah. us to see the fruits of our labors. Yeah. I think just to, to go right along with that, <clears throat> you know, everybody has their unique assignment whether it's with an individual or in the broader scheme of, you know, the great commission but in sharing the gospel. Just like Paul and Apollos, Paul says, you know, yeah. I planted, Apollos watered. Water, God caused growth. God caused the growth. Right. You know, God has given us each a unique assignment, and that could change from individual to individual, you know, that you're sharing the gospel with. Somebody may tell them about Jesus, you know, last year, but somebody here at our church, you know, maybe they're serving on the first impressions team, and that person decides to walk through the door. You know, they're the yeah. door opener, the door holder. They encourage them with a smile, and, you know, they're kind of plowing the fields through that, mm. you know, act of service, getting the ground you know, furthering that growth of that seed that was planted. So I think just keeping in mind, you know, we each play a different part and that part can vary depending on the circumstance, yeah. the situation. And well, and it can change over time too. Correct. It, it can be one thing now and another thing, you know, five years, a year, 10 years from now, whatever. Um, the other thing, you know, I, I was thinking of is like, we've talked about how our identity isn't in the church. Our identity yeah. is in Christ. Um, but the Holy Spirit, Jesus and the Holy Spirit is the and God is the ones who gives us these spiritual yep. gifts. And I fully believe that you're never gonna truly experience the Christian life in all that God has wanted us to experience if we don't serve in our spiritual gift. Yeah. If we simply attend church services, yep. we sit in a pew and we never use our spiritual gift within the context yep. of the church. Yeah. Right? Because the Bible tells us that the spiritual gift is for the upbuilding of the, the church, church because yeah. the church was was yeah. Jesus ordained institution and when he left is like the spiritual gifts are to edify the church yeah. i would even take it a step further i would say it's impossible <laughs> to know what god's will for your life is if you do not know mm. or experimenting with your spiritual gifts <laughs> I, it's it's just such a vital part to the body of Christ, to your life as a believer, follow Jesus Christian, 
that it, I would just say it's impossible to know the will of God for your life. So yeah. for those that are listening, if you're like, man, I've never really spent much time mm. thinking about spiritual gifts, you know, look it up in scripture, look it up in the Bible, kind of go over those passages. Even on our website, we have a tool yep. underneath the serve tab that's a spiritual gift inventory. It's not the end all be all, yep. um, but it can be used. It gets you pointed in the right direction. Yeah, as a tool. Yeah. You know, you answer some questions, takes about 10 minutes, maybe 15 to do. You know, I think there's 60 or 100 questions there. Mm. And it just gets well, you, gets well, the wheels turning. If you do that, right, and you figure out, hey, this is my spiritual gift, find a way to use it. Yep. Like, don't just, a lot of people take these spiritual gift tests and it's kind of like, you know, they get the results and they just kind of <laughs> sit on it. Yep. You know what I mean? It's like taking a piece of paper, putting yeah. it under your butt and just sitting on it and not doing anything with yeah. it, right? I mean, like, if you know your spiritual gift now mm. and you've researched yeah. it, go use it. Yeah. Like, figure out a way for you to use it within the church now i'm not talking about just lbt that's a great place to start um but the universal church the body of christ figure out how to use that spiritual gift in serving the body of christ yeah i think the other thing last thing i know we're getting on this tangent about spiritual (laughs) gifts we should have just done a whole podcast about that uh but you know as people are learning and developing their spiritual gifts like they will get feedback you know if it's their spiritual gift like they will get affirmation from Mm. others like hey Michael, thanks so much for doing that. Really encouraged me today. Because mm. there is something unique about each person that they can reveal Christ to people in certain unique ways through their spiritual gifts. Mm. So, well, I think we've beat that up pretty good. <laughs> um, but the last one that I had that kind of goes hand in hand, uh, that is probably the most important, uh, but that is the fruit of a new believer, you know, the fruit of a new Christian, you know, sharing the gospel you know, with people. So we talked about the fruit of Christ-like love, mm. the fruit of the Spirit, you know, the fruit of discovering and developing and utilizing our spiritual gifts in the church to cause the church to grow, which will ultimately lead to the fruit of a new Christian. And even at the end of this passage in John, at the end of, you know, John chapter 15, uh, Jesus says, you did not choose me, but I chose you. I appointed you that you should go out and produce fruit mm. and that your fruit should remain. So he's challenging the disciples like, hey, I'm about to be crucified, but you guys need to go out, share mm. the message of me. And Yeah, we're really talking about evangelism here. Yep. Evangelism is going to be a fruit. If we're tapped into the vine, yep. if, we're, if we're tapped into the true vine and we're abiding in Christ, you know, we're going to lead others to Christ. There's yep. going to be people in our lives. You know, and, and, and for a lot of us, the first place to start is at home. Yep. We've talked about that in, in previous series about just talking about the family and, yep. you know, it's like none of my kids are saved yet, you know? Yep. So my, you know, it's, it's kind of, I almost want to say it's like easy fruit, right? <laughs> like it's not, but it is, yeah. you know what I mean? They live with me. You know, I get to model this, but with them yep. every day, you know, it's like eventually, you know, hopefully they're going to accept yep. Jesus into our life. Um, but beyond that, you know, whether where you work, where you go to get coffee in the mornings, you know, wherever you're going, God opens up opportunities mm. for us to share the gospel, yeah. for us to see new believers come to him. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, one of my favorite parts of this passage, you know, it's not just encouraging, but it's a good reminder to kind of self-reflect and am I bearing fruits, mm. you know, in my role here at church, you know, as a parent, as a husband, and all these different things, am I... 
a fruit bear. You know, Michael, you know this. I can't remember if I've talked about it here before, but I have that awesome lemon tree, you know, <laughs> in my office. And a lemon tree is supposed to bear lemons. I have yet to see a, a lemon come on that tree. It's probably because it's uh, inside and, you know, maybe not getting enough sunshine. Mm. I don't, I can't remember the last time I watered it, so I probably should do that today. But we need to make sure that we're bearing fruit, you know, just like a lemon tree bears lemons, an apple tree bears apples, you know, whatever. You know, we, as Christians, you know, we are called to bear uh, that spiritual fruit. Mm. You know, um, as we're talking here, you know, we're talking about bearing fruit. We're talking about if we're tapped into the into the yeah. vine, if we're abiding in Christ, the fruit is going to come out of our life. Yeah. But what about when it doesn't? Mm. You know what I mean? When we feel like... We feel like we're abiding in Christ. We think yeah. that we're tapped into the vine, you know, and we're doing the things that we know to do. Yeah. And we still don't see ourselves bearing fruit. It can be very discouraging. It can get very frustrated. You can get you can get almost depressed about it. You yeah. can get you can beat yourself up about it and say, "Well, I'm not leading anybody." Yeah, I've been there. I've done yeah. that. As a pastor, I've been there. I've done that. It's like looking at the things around me, I was like, I believe that I'm abiding in Christ. I feel like I'm there, you know, but I'm not seeing fruit right now, Hmm. you know? And I want to take us back to when Jesus is talking in that chapter in in verse 15, in uh, chapter 15, verse nine, he says, I am the true grapevine and my father is the gardener. And it's in the King James version. Let me pull it up real quick. He says, every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. That taketh away in the original Greek in another uh, interpretation or translation could also mean lifts up. Okay, could also mean to to pick up to um, in the in the in in these times the way that they if they were walking through the vineyard and they noticed a branch that wasn't bearing fruit they would literally lift it up and tie it on to other branches. In hmm. hopes that it would get more sun, that it would get more nourishment, nu- nourishment yeah. nutrients, that it would, wow. and then it would begin to bear hmm. fruit. And it's like that's the role of the Holy Spirit in our life as yep. the Comforter. Like yep. He comes into our life when we feel discouraged, when we feel defeated, when we feel like we're yep. not really bearing that fruit. The nice thing is the Holy Spirit can come alongside of us, lift us up among hmm. the other branches, yep. right? So, you know, that may mean, you know, uh, uh, some practical things that you could do to, to kind of ho- help the Holy Spirit do yeah. that. If you're not surrounding yourself with a body of believers, yeah. a local body of believers, somebody who is, is, is around you and, and helps, you know, hold you up, yeah. you're not going to bear fruit if you're not doing that. You know, that's, yeah. that's, that's the beautiful good. thing of community is, is he, the, the vine dresser would literally take the branch and tie it up hmm. with the other branches in hopes that it would bear fruit. Um, That's really Jesus cool. doesn't tell yeah. us whether it actually worked. It's yeah. not in text, <laughs> um, but it's an encouragement. Yeah. And, it, and it's meant to encourage really that, neat. you know, don't get discouraged. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a lot more we could even wrestle with today. But I think, you know, just thinking about those things and as... You know, we're kind of coming to an end of these various I am statements. You know, today we talked about when Jesus said, I am the true vine. And when we abide in him, we're constantly connected to Jesus. We're in his word. We're praying with him. You know, his everything from him flows through us and produces the supernatural fruit that can only come from him. And what a testimony in our lives. But Michael, if you don't have anything else to 
chime in or add. I think that pretty much wraps it up. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, as always, we love hanging out with you every Thursday afternoon. Um, And just to remind you, just as Pastor Michael talked about at the beginning of the podcast, $20 Taco Taco Bell Bell. gift card. Go on over to our website, limebaptisttemple.org slash central hub. Click on the connect tab. Tell us something that you want us to wrestle with, what topic you want us to talk about. And we'll uh, pick a winner and we'll get you that Taco Bell gift card. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to the Lima Baptist Temple podcast. We hope you were encouraged today and we would love to hear from you. If you have a prayer request, a topic you'd like us to discuss, or want to share what God is doing in your life, visit us online at limabaptisttemple.org.